So in Ephesians chapter 6, you know, right at the top of your notes, you can go to uh, boomerangchurch.org slash notes and you can see the full notes. But on the handout too, you have a kind of a snapshot of those. But the question is, why do we celebrate mothers? Why do we honor mothers? And, and the simple answer is because God told us to, right? You know, it's kind of like Forrest in boot camp. Because you told me to, Drill Sergeant, right? Well, it's like, because you told me to, Lord. That's why, you know, and let's just read that. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Do you hear that, Rachel? Uh, I was, okay. <laughs> children, uh, let me say it again. Uh, children, obey your parents, for this is right. Sorry, no pressure. <laughs> Love you. All right. So honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother. Amen. <laughs> Her face is red. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. This is the first commandment with promise. That we obey our parents and we honor our father and mother. So if we're going to do what God told us to do, then we need to honor our father and mother. You notice that it didn't say honor the good mother. It didn't say that. It just said honor your mother, honor your father. It didn't say obey the good ones. The ones that really treated you well. It didn't say that. It just said, obey and honor your father and mother. And, and this was not just a preacher saying it, right? Just making something up. This was the Lord saying it. All scripture is given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This is the Lord saying that. And so if we're going to come into line with... How many people need God's help in their life? Anybody besides me? Like some weeks you feel like you needed super super help, right? That was, I think that was most of us this week, it appears. Well, in order for us to receive the help of God, wouldn't it make sense that we need to go about doing things the way that he says to do that, right? In other words, we're not going to do opposite of what he says and expect to be walking in his help. That's not the way it works. If we want the help of God, we've got to do his things. We've got, if we want to get over there where help is, then we've got to place ourselves in the ways that he told us to. And that is honor your father and mother. Today we're really focusing on moms and mothers, but it, it applies to fathers as well. But he didn't say just the good ones. Well, you know, you don't know my mom. I, I don't have to. I just have to know that she's your mother. You don't know my dad. I don't have to. I just have to know that, you know, you had one. You know, everybody here had one. You know, I, no matter how you look at it, and our job is to honor them. And so for us to get into the place where God is really able to help us, then we need to get into the place where we're doing what he says. That's the place where his blessing is poured out and manifested without any restraint. It's right there where we start to do what he told us to do. And so that means honor. You know, sometimes I can tell you, um, Rachel, you don't have this right, but um, I didn't feel like honoring mom and dad. You can't do that. So, all right. But I didn't feel like it. But you know what? That has nothing to do with whether or not I should have. Has nothing to do. 
And so today, we honor mothers. And we like to celebrate. Look, it's very important when people become physical mothers. But I'm going to just, this is why we give a flower to every female. Because no matter who you are, you're called to be a spiritual mother at some point in your life. You, you are called by God to grow up to the place where you can help mother other people. And in uh, Titus chapter 2, Titus chapter 2 and verse 3, I'm going to read this in the New Living. It says this, Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Uh oh watch out. Instead, they should teach others what is good. This is the verse here. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. In other words, what you see right here is a spiritual motherhood that's saying, look, these ladies that they, they have grown up in God, they're more mature in the Lord. Look, train these that aren't as mature in the Lord. Mother them. And, and then these ones that are the younger spiritual mothers or the younger ones who are being uh, mothered by a more mature spiritual mother, honor them. Honor them. This is an important principle in the kingdom of God. And then it says, to live wisely. Here's why you do this. To live wisely. Teach them to live wisely and be pure. To work in their homes. To do good and be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. This is something that it's not, you know, like, well, I don't like that verse and so we're not going to do that one. No, no, no. It's all of it. It's a part of God's ways. And our job is simply to go into the word and say, our job is to honor our father and our mother. No matter if they made you mad this week or not. No matter if they're constantly you know, irritating you or not. It does not matter. You honor them. You honor them. We do that because God told us to. Because you told me to, God. Right? And that's what we need to do. We need to keep that in our head. Why are we doing these things? Because you told me to. Lord, and when we get that, if we could be as simple as that, as, honestly, if we could be as simple as far as gum and follow God the way that he followed that drill instructor, our life would be so easy. Our life would be so cleaned up because we just say, why are we doing this? Because you told me to, God. Well, honoring our mother is a part of that. And we need to, we need to get to the place where it's not just, uh, well, I'm honoring her, but I don't want to. Well, we need to get beyond that. We need to get to the place where it truly comes in honor out of our heart. And this means that we're thinking, what's important to her? What's important to my mom? What's important to her? Uh, what does she think is nice and special? What are those things? Lord, Lord, help me see what she likes. Help me see what is important to her. Husbands, I'm telling you right now, you need to be thinking, you need to be setting the example for your children. What's important to her? What does she like? What, what does she deem as important and valuable and a priority in her life? Husbands, set the example for your kids so that they will learn. Because don't you want your kids to have a long life? Wouldn't you like that? Well, this is the first commandment that has a promise from God attached to it that if you will honor father and mother, then your life will be long, right? Now, I'll just, um, I'll throw this out there. I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to. You know, honor means weighty, right? 
Honor means weighty. This is what it means in the Bible. It means, in other words, here's where it came from. If you honored somebody in the Bible, a lot of times what would happen is you would carry with you coins and different things, and the more coins you had, the more weighty uh, an offering would be. And so it literally means pour out valuable things, pour out weighty things into that person's life. So a lot of times, you know what we need to do to our moms? We need to just spend some money on them. I mean, just honestly. I, oh, hold on. Yeah, okay. I was just checking. You need, we need to spend some money on them. We need to spend some time on them. We need to just take them out. You know, we need to make her go, oh, honey, you don't need to do that on me. And you're like, yes, I do. I want to honor you. Well, that's just too much. I know. I want to honor you. That's why I'm doing it. Well, I don't need something that nice. Today you do. I want to honor you. This is, this is well, well and I, I've never said that I would, you know, do something for her that blows her out of the water. I mean, something that she has a hard time receiving, right? Get something that goes above that level. Something that she has a hard time receiving. It's so good and so nice. Well, you mean I need to do that? Sure. Well, I don't have the finances for that right now. That's okay. Ask the Lord to give that to you. He'll give, you're trying to uphold his word, I guarantee you, he'll give it to you. Lord, I ask you, give me what I need to bless my mother and to give weightiness to her, to give high honor to her. Lord, say, okay, I'll do it. He'll match you. If you'll partner your faith with him, he'll match in that way. See, all the moms whose kids are here, they're like, mm-hmm, did you hear that? So, <laughs> I see, I see it, I see it happening. Yeah, it, it's all right. No elbows, or at least put some padding on first before you do it, throw them, okay? It's this church, it's good. But we need to honor. And honor doesn't just mean calling, and it doesn't just mean saying I love you. It's that too, but sometimes we need to do something physical. Sometimes we need to make something happen in their life. Something that they, I mean, uh, I can remember when I first started doing this to Nicole, she had a hard time receiving some of it. And honestly, I had a hard time giving some of it too. It was like, I don't want to spend this much for that. And the Lord was saying, you spend that money, you honor, that's my daughter. And I said, amen. I, I heard some amens from the ladies right there. And the guys are like, shut up, Pastor. It's all right. Hey. <laughs> Hey. So we honor both physical and spiritual mothers. That was fun. Let's turn to Luke chapter 2. <laughs> Luke chapter 2. I want to show you some things real quickly that a good mother does. Men, children, honor your mothers. Do that however the Lord leads you. Ladies, let's talk about what a good mother is and what she does. Men, children, let's look at these things and how mom has done this for you and in the lives of your children, and let's praise God for it. Amen. Let's see, let's see what the example looks like. And so in Luke chapter 2, in verse 18, 
one of the things that happens is here's Jesus. Let's look at a mom that God himself said she is blessed. That's one blessed mom. Let's look, let's look at a lady who God says she's to be exalted, right? Let, let's look at somebody, the mother of Jesus and Mary, and uh, her name's Mary, and she was an awesome mom. And one of the first things right out of the gates is she comes here in Luke chapter 2, and the shepherds, they bring some good news. They brought some news straight from the throne room because God sent angels into the earth. The angels showed up in front of the shepherds. The shepherds received the good news, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. This day, this day is born a Savior. He is born the Messiah, the great one that is to come. And the shepherds say, and this is it. And you'll find this great one in, in the manger. In the, you know, sitting out there in the place of humility. This is how he comes. It's a great, great story. Great, great thing. And the shepherds come and they tell this to Joseph and Mary. And one of the first things that a great mom does is a great mom treasures and meditates on the call of God. A great mom will treasure and meditate on the call of God and words of God that were spoken over their children. And so here in verse 18, it says, And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds, but Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. She treasured these things. She treasured them. In other words, you know, your children, God has a word for every child that's born on here. He's got multiple words. He's got, his word says this. He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's an alive word. It's a revelation. And for each child that's ever born on the earth, I believe he's got some stuff to tell them if they'll listen. And sometimes parents will be there when those words are spoken. And a good mom, she hears those words about her kids. She hears those promises from the voice of God. And she treasures them. And she keeps them. And, and she reminds those kids, Hey, God said this about you. You're to be great and anointed. You're a great child. You're a great daughter. You're a daughter of the king. You're a son of the king. He's got great plans to give you a future and a hope. A good mother treasures those words. A good mother treasure. Uh, men, husbands, as you see the mom treasuring those words, you encourage that and, and you take notes from that and you treasure them too and you, you actually speak those words as well. In Luke uh, 2, the same chapter in verse 51, here you have uh, where... Jesus is left in the temple and everything, and he's in there teaching the scribes. He's teaching them in the temple. They finally find him because he was missing. And in verse 51, And he went down with them and came to Nazareth, and he continued in subjection to them. And his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Treasured them. Again, she's treasuring the things of God. Treasuring. Look, something's going on with this boy. Something's happening with him. God's got his hand on him. And a good mother, Mary's sitting there going, Lord, I see this. 
What's your plans? She's rolling them around on the inside of her. She's allowing the word of God that was meant life to her son. She's allowing that life to stir on the inside of her and get ready to help produce and help to shape him and help push him into his calling. Not, not a push in a wrong way, but when it's time and the Holy Spirit says, help him make that first step. He's there to support. She's there to support him. This is what a good mom does. She treasures those things. She lets them grow. She lets those words and those promises become alive inside of her. And then we go over to John chapter 2 and you see what all of this treasuring does. Number one, what does a good mom do? A good mom uh, treasures and meditates on the call of God and the words of God spoken over their children. Number two, a mother encourages the anointing and she has faith in her children. Well, where do you think that that encouragement and that faith comes from? It comes from her treasuring those words over her children. It comes from her saying, yes, something's going on with this boy. He's going to do great things according to what the angels told the shepherds. And imagine how many times this happened. They go into the temple for the dedication and there's people prophesying, this is the one. This is the one. And she's treasuring these things. And then all of a sudden he turns turns 30 and he's at a wedding and they needed a miracle and and i love this exchange this is this has to be one of my favorite uh exchanges uh john chapter 2 and verse 1 it says this on the third day there was a wedding in cana of galilee and the mother of jesus was there and both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding when the wine ran out the mother of jesus said to him they have no wine it's like Jesus, you know, he's sitting there. He's just at the wedding, you know. He's just enjoying the festivities. But mom's there. And he, all of a sudden, he said, hey, hey, son, they got no wine. Now, see, most people would be like, well, what, what's she telling him that for? But see, she's treasured and she's pondered. And she's let these words and this stuff come. And when somebody was in need and they needed a miracle, she, she knew who it was coming through. She knew because she had treasured and pondered the call of God, the words of God. And so when the right time came, he, he's like, I love this. He says, she walks over and goes, hey, son, um, they need a miracle. Hey, son, they need a miracle. And, and he says, verse 4, Jesus said to her, woman? <laughs> That's my favorite part right there. Woman? I can just see it. Like, woman? <laughs> I, I'm enjoying the wedding right here, you know? But woman, what does that have to do with us? My hour has not yet come. But see, even though I believe his hour had not yet come, but even though his hour had not yet come, there was a treasuring and a pondering. And then there was an activating that happened through the anointing of a parent, through the anointing of a mother that helped him step into that time, that helped him step across that, that threshold into now it's time. Now it's time for the miracles to start to happen in this earth. 
because a mother had treasured and pondered and she had faith in the call. She had faith in the word. And at the right time, a mother helped to encourage and give faith. And right there, he even says, you know, my hour's not come. Immediately, the mother said to the servants in verse 5, whatever he says to you, do it. He knew, she knew. If he says a word, it's happening. See, she, she was not concerned whether or not a miracle was about to happen. She knew it was about to happen. Why? Because she had pondered and treasured the promises of God. Pondered and treasured the calls of God. And then when the time came, she gave them a hand. Earlier this week, uh, I had a few minutes and... I was like, Lord, what do I do with this? I had like 20 minutes to do something. I said, Lord, what do I do with this 20 minutes? And, and uh, he said, take a break. And I was like, oh, deal. Right, cool. And he said, take Luke to the park. I said, amen, that'll be good. Well, I didn't know what we were going to do at the park, but so we had a few minutes. And so I take Luke to the park and uh, at the YMCA park, and they have the little uh, rock wall. It's about, you know, that tall. And, uh, but to Luke, it's like, 300 stories tall, right? And, uh, and he was nervous about climbing it, which I think is funny because he's not nervous about very much anything. But he was nervous over this thing. And uh, I was sitting there. I was sitting there and, and I said, go ahead, buddy, take a step. And he was like, and he went up about halfway and then he kind of wanted to get down. And uh, I was like, I got you. I'm here to support you. I'm here for you. Now go ahead and you take that next step. And I mean, he did not want to let go. Like he was, everything within him was like, I'm trying to listen to my dad, but I'm, I'm scared. You know, he was, he was fearful of it, but he went ahead. I was so pleased with him. And, and that was the moment. See, I was there to give him that extra little boost to be there as a comfort zone, but also help him see over the top of that thing. Help him see over the obstacles in his life. Help him break through. And this is what Mary is doing. I, don't, I think that Jesus would have been fine. But there's an anointing for a mother to help bring that about. Because she's pondered and she's treasured. I knew within him he had the ability to climb that and look over the wall. And I asked him, I said, what's on the other side of that wall? And he told me what was over there and everything. But now see, he can tell me what's over there where he wouldn't have been able to tell me had he not done it. He wouldn't have been able to tell me what's on the other side and what's in the a promised land, so to speak, had there not been somebody to hold him, encourage him. You can do this. We got on the phone and sent, sent mom a message. He goes, I was nervous. He said, but, but I did it. And I saw on the other side of the wall. Moms, you can help your children see on the other side of the wall. You can help your children get to that place. Fathers, encourage the mothers to be the greatest mother that you can be and encourage your children as well. This goes for fathers too. But a great mother, she ponders the greatness that God has placed within that child and she encourages it. She creates a place where that greatness of God can come through that child. And then when it's time, she says, hey, something needs to be done, son. Daughter, something needs to be done. Pull on God that's inside of you to bring a miracle and get some people over the wall. Amen. Pull on them. This is what a great mother does. She encourages. 
But it doesn't just happen at the wedding. It happened back in, in, in the manger. It happened at, at, the, at the church. When the years leading up to that, she pondered and treasured and did the godly things that created the environment to be a help when it was time. So a great mother ponders and, and then a great mother uh, treasures those things in her heart and also encourages the anointing. And a great mother has faith in her children. You can do this. You can do this. Also, Matthew chapter 12 a great mother must step down in the heart of their child for Christ to reign. This, I think, is probably one of the toughest things on the flesh for a father and mother. And I think it might even be more tough on a mother just because of the way that we're wired. I mean, a lot of times dads are like, all right, you know, I'll get over it. And they just kind of put it to the side. But... There's a point in time, think about how this sounded and felt in, in Matthew chapter 12. Think about this in verse 46. While he was still speaking to the crowds, behold, his mother and brothers were standing outside seeking to speak to him. They were standing outside. They wanted to have some time with Jesus. Someone said to him, Behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak to you. But Jesus answered the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hands to his disciples, he said, Behold, my mother and brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is a brother and sister and mother. Now, you've got to think about that. How would you like to be the mother of Jesus at that moment when he basically shuns them and says, These are my, this is my family? But we know that he didn't sin. We know he wasn't off base. So he was saying something more because here's the other thing. If he didn't sin, he never at any time did he lack honor towards his mother. This was not dishonoring her. This was actually something bigger. There was a bigger thing going on here that was saying, look, spiritual family is important and the call of God is important. That's why we're here. And the mother has to say and the fathers have to say, I am a steward of a child of God. Yes, they may be from me. I may have raised them, but I couldn't even do that if it wasn't for him. Anything that my child does good, it came from him. I might have played a part in it and I might have helped. But at some time, that mother and father has to do this. They have to say, Lord, this child is yours. This child is yours. And without doing that, they'll try to hold on to that child and actually restrict them from what they're called to do. See, Mary at this moment, she, doesn't, she may or may not understand the fullness in that moment, but she's got the Messiah who's declaring and defining family values. He's defining spiritual family in that moment. And her job at this point is to not, he's not just son anymore. He's the anointed one of God. And he's defining some things that she has to decide, am I okay with or not? And there comes a time in our lives as fathers and mothers where we have to decide, am I okay with this? 
And we need to be okay with what God is calling those children to do. So I wrote it like this. A mother must step down in the heart of their child for Christ to step up and into that place. A mother can't try to hold on and stay on the throne in that child's heart and never let Jesus get there. A mother has to say, let me step out of the way. Like John the Baptist said, I must decrease, he must increase. And this is the role of a good mother, knowing that this is going to happen. Mothers, this is going to happen if it hasn't happened already. It's going to happen. God's going to say, I've called that child for a purpose. I've called them to something. And at that time, I need you to step down and I need you to let Jesus step in. And I trust, and mothers and fathers, we have to go, Lord, I trust you. Because here's the thing. You know who makes the best, the best spiritual father and parent to your child? God does. Never at any point will you make a better father or a better mother than God will. It's just not going to happen. And if you try to hold on and try, try to hold on in that position, you're fighting a losing battle and you're actually restricting that child from the greatness that God has called them to be. And the best thing that you can do is let them become who God's called them to be. A great mother ponders and treasures the word and the call. It encourages and has faith in that. But then a great mother also steps down. There's another verse that says, uh, I'll just read it to you. You don't have to go there. Another verse says this. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children, brother and sister, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. In other words, what he's saying is I'm drawing a contrast to it. When compared to the love that you have for Jesus and the father, by contrast, everybody else should be on the side of, man, I hate it. Now, it's not saying that I hate them. He tells you to love your mom and dad. He tells you to love yourself and love your neighbor as yourself. He tells us to honor and love that. What he's not saying, he's not saying to hate them in reality. He's just saying that there's somebody that needs to be first. And that's always God. And for fathers and mothers, what we've got to do is understand that there's never a first that's going to be better. We're never going to be the best first in our child's life. We will always be at best a good second. But we'll never be the best first because God makes that first. And God knows how to bring everything out of that child. God knows how to bring it all to life. And a good mother and father steps back and lets God in. And he's able to draw up those things that he's called that child to be. Here's the other thing in John chapter 19, verse 25. I'll just read it to you. It says, Therefore the soldiers did these things at the cross, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. So right here, Jesus is being crucified. And here's the boy from the manger, the one who's prophesied about. The one who's teaching the scholars in the temple. The one who's performing miracles. 
The one who's preaching to thousands and trying to help them. And, and, and now his help's not being received, it's being rejected. So much so that he's beat, he's on the cross. They are crucifying my boy. But you know where she's at? Can you imagine what it would be like for Jesus to be standing up there and look down and mom's not there? Think about that. I know it had to be tough on her. Emotionally. Had to be. Think about what it would have been like for Jesus to be there. Be like, where's mom? Of all the moments, I needed her. Where is she? Think about the strength that he had to grab a hold of when he looked down there and he saw his mom, his mother. A good mother is there to the end, even in the tough times. A good mother is sitting there going, I'm not leaving. And the mother was sitting there looking up at her son being crucified, passing away in front of her eyes. said, I'm not leaving him. I'm not leaving him. Sometimes being a mother is tough. Sometimes it's not the easiest of things. Sometimes being a mother puts you in positions where the children are just not as nice. Or sometimes the world doesn't treat them, treat your children very well. I know just as being a pastor, I've had times where my mom's seen certain things where people have said things even, you know, publicly. And I'm not like, you know, I haven't been nationally known on TV or anything like that. Just, you know, a pastor in a small town. And yet still there's things sometimes that just aren't nice. And I know that was hurt, hurtful to her heart. And you know what? You'll have things in, in the life of your child that might be hurtful, but you know what? That's when they need the strength of God right there. That's when they need to be able to call you if they feel like it or if the Lord leads. And, and you not go, oh, I know it's so, it's so sad. It's so bad what they're doing. They need, to, they need to turn. That child needs to turn to you, mom, and you say, listen, it's going to be all right. Jesus has got this thing. I know it may look bad right now, but you and Jesus, you're going to triumph. Stand up, son. Stand up, daughter. Believe on him. A mother needs to be there in the end, in the hard times and the easy times, to be speaking faith, speaking the love of God. Not, not patting, you know, their whining, you know, that time's over. It's a time to stand up. And be the, the grown-up people of God, believing on God, teaching them how to trust the Lord when it looks like there's no way out of it. Teaching them to trust and then watching how the Lord comes into that situation. How the Lord moves in that because they're trusting Him. A mother is there to the end. And then in Acts chapter 1, verse 14, this is one just so special a mother continues on in God's plan so at this point Jesus has passed away and then he's risen back up from the grave he met with some people and then he ascended into heaven but he's called them into this life of Christianity that didn't even have a name yet. They didn't even know what to call it. And around that time, they started calling, uh, believing on Jesus, the way, because he's the way, the truth, and the life. So here, here they are. She's up there with the disciples. Look at this in verse 14. And they were with, 
This is Acts chapter 1. They were all with one mind, continually devoting themselves to prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So right now, the Holy Spirit hasn't been poured out on them yet in that way. It's about to happen in Acts chapter 2. But she's right there. Worshiping God, praising God, giving themselves to prayer. A good mother continues on in the work. She understands that it's not just about me. It's not just about my children. Everything is about God. All of this, the pondering of words in their heart, the treasuring them, the believing in the call and the helping to support and encourage that. The, the part where she has to let them go into God. The part where she's there at the end. And now the part where she continues on. A good mother recognizes all of this. The whole childhood. The, the birthing. The growing up. The discipline. The love. The fun times. The hard times. All of it is about God. It's all about Him. A good mother understands it's about Him. That's what it's about. Even more than the child, the individual themselves, being a good parent, it's about God. It's about Christ. Everything points towards Him. So much so that even after He's gone, she's still about the Lord's work. She's still there. So I just ask right now for ladies... Any females of any age in here, would you please just stand up? And I just want to charge you. I just want to encourage you and speak into your life. I want to tell you some things to do, to be. I want to say this. Mothers, be it physical or spiritual mothers... As you grow into this and, and you mature in the things of God and, and the Lord draws people to you to, to help, be it your own kids or be it spiritual kids, I charge you, treasure and meditate on the call of God for your children. Treasure it. Treasure and meditate on the words that God has given. He's given them a call. He's given them words Treasure those words. Encourage the anointing and encourage the calling that's within them. Encourage it. Have faith in your children's calling through Christ. In other words, just because you see them walking one way and it doesn't seem like it's God, don't drop faith. God's got a plan. God's got a plan. And you have faith. You be the one that they look back and they say, man, I knew mom was praying. I knew she was lifting me up. You be that one. Have faith in your children's calling. Be willing to step down in your children's priorities so that Christ can be raised up. Encourage them to make Christ their king. To put him on the throne. Be there for your children in the love of God. Till the end. No matter what it looks like. Encourage them. Ask them to stand for Christ. Ask them to uphold faith. Don't, 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 talk, about, don't talk to them about how bad it is. 
You know, on that cross, Jesus didn't need Mary sitting there talking about how bad it is. He needed her support because right then he needed faith to break through, faith to move past. He didn't need mom telling him how bad it looks and, and, and him having to minister to her. He needed her ministry to him. And that looks like this. You got this, son. God is faithful. God is faithful. He will come through. That's what it looks like. Be there for your children in the love of God till the end and continue in your own calling for your life. God is what it's all about. Amen. So I just ask you to just bow your heads right now, ladies. Father, I just ask for strength and power to be on these mothers, physical and spiritual. Mothers, be blessed in Jesus' name. It is all about Jesus. It's all about God. Lord, I just ask that the manifestation of your goodness, the manifestation of God's goodness be on these ladies in every area of their life. Holy Spirit, remind them when they get to those points where they don't know what to do, remind them, point it out to them how to encourage, how to have faith, how to pull on those things that they've treasured in their hearts. Remind them, Lord, to be there to the end. Don't give up and continue to go after God with everything that they have. In Jesus' name, amen. And now, all the men, I ask you to stand up. And let's just pray over them. You lay, lay hands on your wife's shoulder or someone that's a friend and just bless them. Lord, right now, we just encourage the blessing right now. We encourage the blessing in their lives in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord, let your love manifest. Justin, there we go. Lord, let your blessing manifest in Jesus' name. Let your blessing manifest now in Jesus' name. Men, if you see somebody, a lady that doesn't have somebody that's, that's just anointing them and praying for them, feel free to make that happen. Lord, let them be blessed in Jesus' name. Manifestation of God, the love of God come to pass in their lives. We call them good mothers. Lord, we call them mothers that will ponder and treasure the callings and the words of God. We call them a mother that will encourage the anointing and encourage faith in Jesus' name. Lord, we call them overcomers. Lord, we call them successful. They are, Proverbs 31, women and mothers. They are successful. They are triumphant. They are great moms. They are great mothers. And they're getting better day by day. The blessing of God strengthening and encouraging and helping them in every way. That when they turn to the left or to the right, they find the helper of God, the Holy Spirit there to lift them up. Lord, strength, joy, peace be. Let the fruit of the Spirit manifest in these moms in every way in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Others, we appreciate you, we love you, and we thank you for being who you are. And I, I appreciate you as the mommy to my children, too. Thank you very much, and you're a good mommy, and I love you. So, excuse me. Excuse me. And if my mom's watching, happy Mother's Day to you, too. I love you. Thank you. I couldn't be who I needed to be without you. I want to tell you a quick story as we leave. 
You know, there was a period of time in my life where if you'd asked me uh, what I was doing wrong, I could not have told you. I just knew that something was wrong. I just knew something was wrong, and I didn't know what it was. And in that time, man, I was irritating the mess out of Nicole. And uh, she, uh, it was not easy for her, but I couldn't see that, really. I, I felt it a little bit, but I couldn't really see it. But I was just, I, I didn't even know what was wrong. It took me months to figure out what was going on. And it was just, I'd let my hunger for the things of God drip, uh, drip out and just kind of, I, I let it go, you know. And all of a sudden, I was just not who God had called me to be. And uh, at the first little bit, you know, she was like reminding me that I wasn't who God called me to be. <laughs> and and uh, But then the Holy Spirit really helped her. She sought the Lord and the, and the Lord told her, he said, don't say a word to him. Just pray to him. And I want you to know that sometimes when you don't even know who you are or what you're called to, moms, you can be that breaking force to break something out of it. In that moment, she started praying for me and lifting me up. And then it took a little bit, a period of months, but all of a sudden something started to change. And when that started to change, the person that I am today was because of her prayers. So mothers, sometimes you don't know how or why all of this is going on or how it happens, but I encourage you, no matter what you see or what you feel, put on prayer and faith in God. Because he can turn things that even look impossible. And it's in your hands to take that and start praying the will of God and believing that God is a good God. And I just felt like that story was for somebody that's listening today. Is that you can make the difference. And you can make the... I didn't even know she was doing what she was doing until after the problem was over. And then she told me about it. But I'm telling you, you can make that kind of difference. So put on God. It's all about Him. Happy Mother's Day. We love you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.